That was it. The moment I knew why I had been sent to Shemya. Looking back now, it seems obvious. The illness, the UFOs, the lightning being, that weird stone. All of it had been leading me to this. To that fateful fall down the rabbit hole. All the pieces were in place, and all that was left was to see if I could put them together in time. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left Rory, he was plummeting headfirst down a dark hole underneath the Cobra Dane radar installation on Shemya Island in Alaska. He was holding on to a climbing rope through the belaying rope from a radar tech airman that had gone down first, who started to slip and fall. You're both traveling pretty quick. With a thud, you reached the bottom because you slid. You bit crumpled up on top of the airman. You both feel as though that you might have pulled something or bruised something as you landed in there, but you've opened up into a cavern. Are you all right, airman? Uh yeah, Captain, I am. Okay. He pulls out a walkie-talkie and tries to hail somebody. As soon as he hits the button, it just lets out this horrible squeal of noise. There is a hum in the air here. That's maybe... Hold off on that. Uh, I'm going to look up the hole and how far does it look. Can I see the top or no? No. You slid maybe about 20 or 30 feet at about a 45 degree angle. I'm going to shout up. We're all right. Just no radio signal down here. It doesn't seem to travel. The earth seems to absorb the sounds. Well, that's disconcerting. Well, there's a bit of a hum of its own here. Yeah. All right. Well, since we're down here, should we take a look around? He looks at you. Aye, aye, Captain. He has the flashlight and kind of moves it around the room. It looks like this area has been dug out. It looks to be man-made, or at least crafted, if you will, as the corners are squared off. And further along, you see that there are round stones on the floor in a pattern. They go from very small to large, and there's nine of them with the fifth one being the largest in the middle. And then they get smaller again. And then beyond he's flashing the light, it looks as though that there is some sort of door, but the door is one of the f- those type of folding doors that you would find in a camper. Like it's a fabric style door that's an accordion, but this looks to be made of gray canvas-like material. He looks at you. Alright, I'm going to push it open and look through. You push it open, and he's shining the flashlight from behind you. It opens up into a much larger room. This room is circular. In the middle... It looks as though that there is a computer workstation, a large computer workstation. And above it, there is a what looks to be a Tesla coil that is not active at the moment. I don't remember seeing this on the schematics. He looks at you that I don't either. That does not look like our tech. The metal itself has a green tinge to it. The floor looks almost to be a diamond plate, but the pattern isn't really a diamond. It's kind of a squiggly type of diamond, something that would provide non-slick surface. And it is metal. 
And you said there's a computer terminal? There is a computer terminal. Well, you see a screen. It's an older screen. It's a CRT screen. It has a tube. The screen itself does have a pretty wide convex shape to it. And there is not a keyboard here, but there is an area what looks to be like a touchpad. Ever seen like anything like this, Airman? Yeah, aliens. I'll kind of give him a look. Like, come on, Predator. You know, movie stuff. Okay, but this isn't the movies. This is. He's shining the flashlight all around. Yeah, you're right. This isn't the movies. I'm gonna take a closer look at the monitor. As you get a little bit closer, the sound, the hum and buzz of electricity grows stronger. The screen has a thin film of dust on it, except for one area in the upper right-hand corner where it looks like the dust has been manipulated or disturbed in a circular fashion. On the monitor? On the monitor, yeah. Like someone is like rubbing it, like clearing it? Um, it looks like there's a spot about the size of a silver dollar where the dust is lighter. Like someone has touched there before. Uh, uh, I don't have any computer science really to roll besides just basic knowledge. Go ahead and give me an intelligence check and take 20 off of it. Okay. Nope. What'd you get? 85. Okay. You don't know what to do here. Yeah. The tech is looking at things and he's looking over something and he's kind of peeking at stuff. The light from the flashlight is illuminating the room. The light is actually glowing from each of the pieces of machinery here and then fades, almost though it's like one of the -the glow-in-the-dark toys that you played with as a child. When it's exposed to light, it stays bright for a moment. Like the red gem I found. Similar, yeah. But this is kind of greenish in color. Okay. Know anything about computers, Airman? Uh, I know quite a bit. What do you think? What do you make of this? Uh, that's not a computer. That's an old, like, TV screen. Looks like it's from the 50s. Could be a computer. You want to take it? Want to take a look at it? Sure. He walks over and kind of looks at it. And do you actually want me to touch this thing? Yeah. Let's see if we can find anything out. So he touches the screen in the spot where the circle was, and a light comes on up above on the metal ball of the Tesla coil, and it illuminates the room. Above it, above the computer terminal, but below the Tesla coil, you see another one of those gems, nearly identical to the one that you have, except this one is black, and you can see through it. Its opacity is very, very nil. So I would say it's more clear. And it's above the Tesla coil? It's below the Tesla coil, but above the computer station. When the screen is touched, there is a vibration through everything. I need for you to make a constitution roll. 45 out of 55. You feel ill, and your eyes can't seem to focus properly. It feels as though the world is spinning. You're able to get a hold of this vertigo, but your eyes are still kind of shaking, and your whole body is shaking as well. The airman drops to the ground, screaming. Uh, I'm going to run over to him and see if I can help him. He has blood coming out of his ears, and he's just nearly inconsolable. He's frothing at the mouth, almost as though he's seizing. Can I do a first aid to see if I can help him at all? Yes. 27. Excellent. You get him onto his side just in case that he does vomit and restrain him, but loosely enough that he won't hurt himself or hurt you, you know, as best you can. 
In about 20-30 minutes time, the noise goes away and the light goes out. You alright there, Eamon? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, let's, um, let's, let's get out of here. Yeah, what was that? What happened? Did that feel familiar at all? Yeah. I think we figured out what's going on. Whatever, whatever this thing is, it's, I think this is what's causing everything. He looks at you and you see his eyes are bloodshot. Granted, he's been crying and screaming and seizing for 20 minutes to a half hour. He tries to get to his feet and it's, he's just having a hell of a time. I'll support him as best I can. I'll go back towards the tunnel. You get back to the tunnel with him and, uh, you get to the, the hole and he just collapses and you see there's a rope hanging down from the hole. All right. I'll secure him to it and give a couple tugs on it. He starts to ascend. What are you going to do? You're down here by yourself now. Take another look around. Probably go back in that room, not touch anything, but just take some photos <laughs> with my phone. Your phone is not working. It's a brick. Okay. So whatever this is, it's interfering with a lot of stuff. So yeah, if once I can't take a photo, I will try to remember as much as I can and then head back to the hole to wait for the another rope to come down. Give me an alertness roll. 27 out of 41 you see on the other side of this we'll call it the control room you see a tall person move out of the shadows in a weird way it's almost as though that they glide and then they move to another shadow when you turn and you look just in the periphery of your vision once I kind of catch that I'm going to turn around and look at the room again someone there you just hear the whirring and the vibrations of the room. Do I see this person anymore? No. Okay. It kind of moved into the shadows again. Like it was just over here in the right-hand portion of your peripher- peripheral vision. All right. If I don't, if he's, the person's not responding, I think I'll head back out. Okay. Do I notice any like rash at all forming on my skin? You don't see anything right now. Okay. You get back in there as you see the rope is, is hanging down again. All right. I'll tie it around myself and give it a couple tugs and start making my way up. You climb your way up and they pull you up and you get there and you see that there's a couple of the security personnel, Lieutenant Colonel. Um, you see the airman who is uh, currently on a stretcher and being taken out. Looks like they're going to take him to the infirmary. Look at Lieutenant Colonel. So what's down there, Captain? Uh, looks like some sort of control panel. There was uh, like metal floors. There was a curtain there was a monitor uh tesla coil all right um and i don't know if did you encounter anything anyone down there well with the the airman we were looking at the control panel he touched part of it and it set off another one of those waves yeah i think you noticed not in time with what we were expecting so i think that's whatever it is it's causing that oh all right i think you're right all right security detail head on down uh just be careful there's no radio signals coming nothing's coming out phones don't do anything just a loud hum all right you heard it boys we get to go look for stuff let's go get guns and they kind of head off even though that some of them have sidearms on them and whatnot they head off to go get their tactical gear while one is standing guard at the opening did the colonel did he look surprised at all when i was telling him all this yes okay but yeah, I guess he was surprised at the hole. Anything else happened up here while we were down there? 
No, other than the wave came a little early. Did you have something to do with that? I mean, yeah, I think whatever's whatever's down there is con- controlling this. Well, let's go down and shut that thing off. Let's get more info. Do you mind if I join? The lieutenant colonel looks at you. Sure, you can head you can head down there if you want to go get geared up. Okay. Enough. Yeah, follow everyone. Just get whatever gear they're getting. They get changed changed into tactical gear. Actually, they have their BDUs. You know, instead of just like a standard uh, jumpsuit or overalls, which a lot of them were wearing just overalls, but they attach their Alice gear, which has got all of the places for different things like grenades if necessary, and flashlights and communications and and whatnot. And they all have uh, standard issue M4 carbines. They offer you one as well, Doc. You know how to use this? I can make myself. I can make do with it. Okay, you point it. You point at bad guy, and you push the trigger, and it goes pew pew pew. Make sure that you point it at the bad guy. Pointy end, bad guy. Got it. Fat end goes to the shoulder. We are not bad guys. Try not to shoot any of you. Yeah, friendly fire is no joke. So there are four security that are going to go down with you. One of them takes point, starts to repel down first. They have you go down, kind of in the middle. When they get down, you see that they're they're set up in a, a tactical formation and they're they're scanning the area. Doc, is this what you saw? Yeah, looks like. Uh, and I'm gonna point towards the curtain over there. Is the I guess the control panel, if you will. One of the guys heads over, puts his hand, and even though he's got a glove on, rubs it. Goes, what is that velvet? And the other guys kind of break up a little bit, and he opens it, and they enter in in a file, looking to clear the room. And you're clear, 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 circle clear. All right, Doc, clear to come in. All right, follow him in. And it's the same room. They're looking around. They're like, this is weird. This is really strange. Yeah, I can't say I've seen anything like this before. I have. Doom. You know, the movie or the video game or Halo. Yeah, alien shit. You said the word, not me. Hey, Doc, you have any experience with this kind of stuff? Can't say I do. That's good, because neither do we. Hey, what's written over there? Is that Russian? Nope, not Russian. Greek? Nope. Don't know what language that is. Take a picture. With what? Oh, go towards whoever's having that discussion and see if I recognize it. There is a... looks like a notebook, but it's part of the desk or part of the wall itself. It's like a three-ring binder that has writing on it, and it looks like the pages are laminated, and there's about five or six pages. Uh, I'll flip through it. You flip through it. It's just squiggly lines and circles and dots. Does not make any sense. I had to guess this is some sort of instruction manual. They gave us a manual? Guess we're supposed to read the fucking manual, right, boys? This is not for us. It's probably someone down here. There is a bright light, and then you hear a sizzle and the smell of ozone. It just permeates the air, and the airman that was standing next to you is gone. Is there anything left at all? A small pile of ash where he stood, and everybody starts to freak out. Where'd he go? Eyes on. Jones is gone. Jones is down. Do I see anything like that might have caused it? No. It came from across the room like a lightning bolt. Yeah, I'm going to just look the direction it came from. One of the security detail opens fire into the other side of the room, and you hear the sounds of bullets ricocheting. One of the bullets actually strikes near you. I'm gonna duck down. Give me a luck roll. Uh, 42. You do not get winged or get hit at all, but you do hear the sounds of the bullets ricocheting. 
and then you hear a couple times the bullets hitting the ground after they stop ricocheting. Hold your fire! It takes a few moments for that to happen. As you hear it go ping, 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 ping. Uh, once everything kind of stops moving, I'll kind of get up. The fuck happened to Jones? I don't know. Something happened. Don't shoot. I think the bullets are just going to ricochet. It's not. We're just going to end up hitting each other. I'll just kind of shout. Is anyone there? I'm. And you hear the, the rest of the team call out. Okay. Besides the team, I'm trying to see if there's anyone here that can understand us. Sorry. 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 I'll just listen. No response. Nothing. Was the Jones, like, did he look like he was going to do anything when they, when he disappeared? No, he was standing next to you, right next to you. And there's a small pile of greasy ash right next to where you were at. All right. I think this isn't safe. I think we need to get out of here. Whatever's in here, it just got Jones and this is beyond what we can handle with just guns. The earth shakes almost though it's a low level earthquake. And you see above the control center above the computer terminal, you see that gem or stone similar to the one that you have crack and then start to fall to pieces. Is anything happening to the rest of the room, the machinery? Everything is shaking. And then everything, all of the lights on the weapons go out. It is completely dark in here. There is just a loud buzz that's sickening. That vertigo is coming back, but it seems like it's pouring out of that center broken gem the radiation or humming or something yes you think it might be a radiation leak okay do we have gas masks on us you do have gas masks but you don't have uh mop suits so the gas masks aren't gonna necessarily help here right but it's pitch black does it feel like it's kind of ramping up to like another wave is about to hit a wave has hit oh so like headaches all that yes okay and it seems to be pouring out stronger than it was before Right now, you seem to be okay. In a few more moments, you're not entirely sure that you will be. Okay. Everyone everyone out. This is only going to get worse the closer we are to this. And I can just get everyone to get out past the curtain. You get everyone past the curtain, and the earth is shaking. It's like a low aftershock. You get into the hallway, and the earth is not moving anymore. Do we still... F- you feel like everything is moving because of the vertigo, but the earth is not. Just that metal floor. All right, whatever this thing is, I think this has been what's causing all these anomalies. It's still dark down here. It's still pitch black. Okay. We need something. We need explosives. We need to destroy this thing. All right. I got a, I got a couple grenades. Do you want us to just toss them in? Uh, Yeah. Fire in the hole. Fire in the hole. And then they close the curtain and everybody moves away. And there's an explosion. And it reverberates through here. At that point, you are beginning to feel very sick to your stomach. Okay, if I can manage it, I'll try to like hold on as much as I can just to... Go ahead and give me a constitutional. Yeah. Uh, 41. Success. All right, good. Can I get up my flashlight out and see if... Is it turning on? Out here, it does turn on. You gonna open up the curtain? Yeah. The room is unscathed, and it's still shaking. There are pieces of shrapnel from the grenades all around, but nothing is punctured. And when you open the curtain, you get a wave. It's almost as though that you've opened up the door to an air-conditioned car as you just get hit with a wave of energy, wind, sickness, what have you. Okay, I'll close it again. You're not feeling well. Your stomach is is not pleased. All right, let's get back up to the surface and recap. Let's see if we can come up with some way to get rid of this thing. Or I... 
Okay, I have an idea. Everybody starts heading to the rope, and they start coming up. They send you up third, and then there's the final person. As soon as I'm up, I'm going to go kind of make an excuse to get out, as if I'm going to go check on like the guy in the infirmary. And I'm going to go to my room and get that gem, or bring the backpack with that gem in it. As soon as you hit the air outside, you feel as though that you are going to vomit everywhere. As a matter of fact, you do vomit everywhere with the fresh air. Just the sudden change. The temperature down below was about 70-some degrees. It's about mid-40s now. So there's a pretty big swing. You're able to make it back to your, your area. You see a couple of the security guys are heading back. You know, as soon as you close your door with your backpack in hand, Airman Houston's standing there looking at you going, So, we're going down a hole, huh? Uh, something like that. It's... I was just over there. It's a mess. I think that's where all this uh, just headaches, all this is coming from. Cool, let's go fix it, man. Yeah, I'll fall on back over. The lieutenant colonel is there. He looks at you. Uh, Captain, what happened to Airman Jones? I'm not sure. Something, I don't know what's what that place is. I don't know if it has a defense mechanism. One moment he was there, the next he was gone. Gone? Is he dead? I would have, there was a little pile of ashes. Come again? He's, I don't know, if this, this is a sci-fi movie, I'd say he got disintegrated, but I don't know what, I don't know what happened. The rest of the security look at... I'll probably, tr- I'm going to try to say that as low as possible. You tried, it just didn't happen. It didn't come out that way. Everybody was like, what? They're not so keen to go back downstairs again. There's a bit of a rumble up here now. The earth shakes. The lieutenant colonel. Do you think you can... What what was that? Oh great! We'd like we need an earthquake right now. Somebody blow that hole closed. This way, whatever's down there, we'll, be, we'll stay down there and we'll get square. I, uh, with all due respect, Lieutenant Colonel, I don't know if that's gonna fix the problem. Oh, I'll take my backpack off. I found this the other week, and then I saw something somewhere down in the cavern. I wonder. I've got a hunch. Needles have to trust me on this. I think this might be fix whatever this is down there. We're going to have to have a long conversation after this there, Captain. Understood. All right. How many do you need to go down with you? I think I can manage by myself. I don't want to endanger anyone else. Not good enough. I went a buddy such some. Okay. Who wants to go down? Aramie Euston's like, I'll go down, sir. He looks at you, nods, smiles. Hell of a story, right? Yeah. All right. You and me. All right. I'm going to go first since you've got the carrot. You've got the item. Okay. So he slides down. And again, the noise picks up and uh, lands at the bottom you follow shortly thereafter and he's looking around and he's got a couple flashlights he's got a flashlight on his tactical gear on his webbing as well as on his firearm and he has one in his hand the one in his hand is not turned on all right so where do we go from here there's a little pathway there's going to be a curtain the lights don't work everything in the room's a little bit weird lights may or may not work when we're in there from what i gathered last time there's a there's a control panel there was this gem and it looked like it kind of shattered, and my hunch is that I gotta put this on where that one was. This is some sci-fi shit, buddy. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm for Captain. Alright, I'll go in first. No, 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 no. I'll go in first. Alright. That's what I'm here for. And he pushes open the curtain and steps inside. Standing at the terminal, you see a tall creature. Human. Has a hood up. And you see a hand that has three 
fingers, and each of the fingers end in this weird, round, circular suction cup. And he pushes the top of right-hand corner of the screen. I'll kind of grab Airman Houston and pull him back outside the curtain, wait, anticipating a wave of sickness. Nothing happens. All right. I guess let, let him go and let's not go in there guns blazing. Whatever this is, I think we've got to play this out. All right. On you. All right. Go back in. The creature's moved. He's now over where you were at with the manual, with this long, extended finger phalange flipping the laminated cards. And then it goes back to the beginning and flips it again. All right, I'm going to just, hey, like just try to get its attention. It turns and looks at you. Its face is covered by this hood. I'll have my hands up when I'm walking towards them and then pull my backpack off. I'm going to get something out and then I'm going to pull out the gem. In its other hand, from underneath like a cloak-like sleeve, a black box uh, appears and it has one of its fingers on top as though it's holding it out to you. But you're not getting the sense that it's being... It looks as though it's in a a defensive stance. Um, I'm just going to walk forward a couple steps and put the gem, if there's like a table or something, or if not, just on the floor, and then back up towards Airman Houston. And Houston still has his gun drawn. What are you fucking doing, Cap? I don't know. Um, just don't shoot it. This is the only... Boy, there was this manual over there. I don't understand it. Looks like he does. It's just... It turns its head and looks back at the manual, and then taps with its finger on the manual. And that long, pointy finger points at the gem on the ground, and points at the broken one. Do I get the sense he's wanting me to... trying to get me to do something? That maybe might be a good sense. I would say that that's not incorrect, but that could be completely wrong because this is certainly not human. I would say human, but that's, yeah, that's not. <laughs> is that an alien? Is that a gray? Is that a covenant or whatever they're, the bad guys are called? I don't know, but I'm going to go slowly towards the gem and pick it up again. You pick it up and it's warm to touch and actually it begins to, remember how it would not give off light? It is now giving off light and it's bright red. I'm going to walk slowly towards where the broken one was. Okay, you're going to have to climb up on top of this thing and somehow pull the old one out and insert this in. All right. Airman, give me a hand. Yes, sir. It takes him a few moments for him to, you know, come to. With Airman Houston's help, I'm going to... I'll hand him this red gem and clear out anything else that's up where this other broken one is. You're just going to, like, toss the broken pieces down onto the... As you climb up onto the... Is there, like, a box or something I can put them in? Probably not. No, there's not. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll just kind of brush it off uh, and then reach my hand out for the gem. When you take it out of the the gem, the, the broken one, out of its housing, the whole place shakes again. And even the, the large thing, creature, other alien thing kind of shakes with it and puts his hand or whatever he calls a hand against the wall to, to stabilize himself. Airman Yusin has his hand on your belt as he's holding up. He's like, hurry up, Captain. I think this is going to blow. All right. Give me the gem. He hands up the gem. It's pretty heavy and warm and it's, it's humming lightly. And what are you going to do with it? I'm going to put it in the spot where the other one was. Give me a power roll. 29 out of 65. Awesome. You put the gem into the slot, and a sheaf kind of closes around it, and 
the spaceman, for lack of a better word, kind of moves, and he glides away from you. Even though this is a circular room, he's still moving uh, in a direction away. Airman Houston grabs the back of your belt, and he's like, come on, Cap, are we doing anything else? Yeah, let's get, let's back up, see what's, yeah, let's get out of here. Back towards the entrance of the curtain. Is anything happening to the, anything in here? The lights and all of the metal, which was green, now takes on a red tint, almost as though that there's energy flowing through all of the metal. The creature glides over to the control panel and pushes the button, and you feel the metal floor begin to shift. It seems as though that it's sinking a bit. All right, time to go. I'm going to go towards the engine. Push. If Airman Houston decides it, I'll push or drag him past the curtain. Nope, nope, I'm not saying shit. We're going. Let's go, Cap. All right. You actually have to take a take a pretty big step out of the curtained area. As soon as you get past, the curtain slams shut, and you hear what sounds like hydraulic pistons, and then more earth shaking. I don't think it's safe, as a few more pieces of dirt and rock start to come down on top of your head. Uh, yeah, let's keep, I'll keep moving, keep moving. There is the rope there. Who's going up first? Airman, after you. Sure? Yep. All right, he latches himself on, tugs the rope, grabs hold of you, and uh, you both get drug up at a pretty high rate of speed. The earth shakes a lot more, turns into a full-blown earthquake behind you, and you just see dirt collapsing in on the tunnel that you're at. And the tunnel itself, the one that was at 45-degree angle, seems structurally sound, and you make it to the edge of the Cobra Dane. Inside, dust kind of billows up and out, and it's quiet here. Lieutenant Colonel, everybody okay? What's going on? And then the earth shakes again, another quake, another tremor. And uh, you see a, a hose burst and there's some steam. And he's like, oh, everybody, let's get you a safe place. Yeah, I'll follow uh, wherever the group is going. Folks head outside. After a little bit, the quakes stop. A lot of people have come out and kind of looking around. You see that the airstrip has been cracked open and will need to be repaved. To make it hard for landing. And you see the dock. Uh, the dock has been, part of it's uh, been shaken free, so it's going to be some time before the boat gets to land. Maybe they can bring something in off of, on, a, on a Zodiac, but that's still coming next month. But you're looking at the airstrip, and yeah, that's a bunch of craggy mess. But everything stops. The sound of a gray fox in the background kind of yips, and everyone's gathering and just assessing. I'm going to find Airman Houston. Is he nearby? Yes. Okay. I think it's best if we... I'll talk to Lieutenant Colonel Conrad, but I think the most majority of that is going to have to stay secret. I'll deal with Lieutenant Colonel, but um, if you have questions or anything, meet me back at the infirmary. Counseling, later. right? Yeah. And he, and he looks at you with his head slightly turned, his eyes narrow. Did we just... Did that? Did I see that? If you wanted to. That's not the response I was expecting, but okay. All right. The colonel comes out. What in the hell happened? Uh, I'll walk over towards... Is, I guess if he's coming to me, um, officially, I think we'll just have to say an earthquake. Unofficially, I can fill you in on whatever you need, maybe in private. Is this the end of it? I guess we'll find out in a few hours, but I think so. Radiation leak. Earthquake. All right. Makes sense. You're gonna. We're going to have to fill out some reports. We'll have a conversation about that. And he looks at uh, Airman Houston. We're going to have a conversation about that. Yes? And Airman Houston nods. Yes, sir. What would you like to do? Eventually, I think I'll leave Airman Houston, like, contact information for me. If he wants to know more, if he doesn't, 
then I'll leave it and it's up to him. But if he, like, if he wants to know, cause he handled that really well. Yeah, he did. And he probably, he, he does want to know more. Yeah. So I think leave him a, my content information, maybe the second business card that I've got uh, with a little triangle on it. The afternoon and the next wave of headaches never comes. The wave after that doesn't come. Some folks feel a bit weird at those times, but there's no headaches. Everything seems to be gone. They're making quick work and start to work on the airstrip the next day as they take assessment of the damages. You end up filling out some reports. The official explanation was that there was a radiation leak, possibly a radioactive material was exposed through a minor earthquake causing people to get sick. People need to watch now for radiation poisoning. Everyone has been prescribed the appropriate medications to flush their systems because you can get better from it, but they might have some issues later on. The earthquake has closed up the problem and they've not had problems since. In the time that you're there afterward, all throughout May, there is no plane that's able to land. They work on trying to get the airstrip completed. They're usually pretty quick in doing so, but due to inclement weather, they weren't able to complete it in time. So the next flight in or flight out gets postponed. The next one is in June, June 12th. You have a couple conversations with Andrew. You get to see Chase. Chase is getting big. Andrew tells you a bit about his research and about what they're doing and, you know, what his plans are. And he's got some glowing reviews. You know, he's talking about New York isn't too bad and maybe you can come out for the 4th if you guys can fly out. The ship that brings in supplies brings them in off of a small boat and it just takes a long time for that to be ferried across. But they are able to get supplies, so everyone celebrates, has a few extra beers, has some good food. And then finally, the airplane lands in the middle of June. And a bit of a cheer goes up. A bunch are heading out. They're cycling out as well. Houston is cycling out. He looks at you as you are both walking up the stairs. Cap, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to you after uh, things get square here on the other side. Because I'll be done soon. Sounds good. Obviously, if you have questions, just reach out. Take it easy. Don't get, maybe take some time off. Yeah, I'm going to go enjoy some time. I think I'm going to go to the Keys because this cold shit is for the birds. Yeah, this is... Yeah, I can't deal with much more of this. Yeah. Florida Keys, here I come, buddy. You fly into Elmendorf Air Base, and then from there, you fly to Travis. You finally set down on the 14th of June. Andrew is still in New York. You're not entirely sure what was going on or what, what happened, but you're, you've you been given some time off of two weeks vacation time, if you like. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go out and fly out to New York, arrange it with Andrew so we can have some, some time together. I'm sure he'll have to work during some of it. Go out and spend some time out there, spend the 4th out there. I think sometime in there's their anniversary, like their, I think it's about a year anniversary. So they do that, celebrate that. So you guys have a have some good time and vacation there. Andrew hangs on every word. Do you think that it went deep down inside the earth? Does that mean that there's monsters underground and aliens under the earth as well? I don't know. This whole every experience I have with this kind of stuff is just it just expands everything. There's just so much we don't understand about all this and it's scary and exciting and yeah, it's it's a lot. Talking about exciting, check this out. 
I actually brought the hand to the cadaver. We're going to have to name the hand, you know, because just yeah. calling it the hand isn't some kind of gauche, right? Yeah, because then it's just your hand job and... Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Watch what it does to this bone, though. <laughs> <laughs> So there you have it. Illness gone, aliens gone. Plus, I think Airman Houston would be a valuable friendly in the future. I know I handled it differently than we handled Montana, but we can't always go in guns blazing every time. Sometimes you have to stop, look, and listen to what's going on to find the best solution. Okay, buddy, hold on. I'm almost done. Then we'll go on that walk to the post office I promised you. Well, Rowan, I'm sure you have more questions, but those just might have to wait until we see each other in person. I'll see you soon. Agent Rory signing off. The G-Man spins the tape recorder on the table. So, you don't know anything about these anomalies. Agent Rory didn't debrief you at all? I'm sitting back in my chair, arms crossed over my chest as I watch the tape recorder spin. He probably felt he didn't need to in person, since that recording was supposed to be my debrief. Do I want to know how that got here? Probably not, but I'm certain you can figure that out yourself. I'm glad we're able to listen to this together. It has been, um, entertaining. It's the closest thing I can provide that's sort of like an audiobook, uh, considering he looks around our circumstances. Entertaining isn't the word I'd use. I keep my thoughts to myself and my expression neutral, but my mind is whirring. Had the alien... aliens? Gone deeper into the planet? How long had they been underground, under an Air Force radar station? Was it just a coincidence that they'd happened to land there? Coinkydinks and shit, I mutter. Honestly, I never expected that I would ever want to hear the sound of a man disintegrating before. But call me morbidly curious. The G-Man refills both coffee mugs from a carafe. This has been a nice break for you. Maybe we can discuss this and some other anomalies at a later date. Professional to professional. I smile a bit at that and lean forward, taking the coffee mug and wrapping my hands around it. Something about the story Rory told has left my blood a little cold, and the warm liquid helps calm my nerves. I'd quite like that. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Rory. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Sights and Sounds is an original scenario written by me, Dan Voshkevich. A special thanks for these episodes goes out to Matt Houston for his advice. Any technical errors are mine and not reflective of the great information Matt provided. If you like our story, there are many ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Victor Von B., Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Skelly Lichboy, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, 
Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, and Ben Warner. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Join us next week, because outside the bounds of reality lurk entities with names unpronounceable by the human tongue, creatures of hunger and rage that would like nothing more than to devour our insignificant universe.